real meaning of being full time is to live to Him. To go full time does not mean to drop your job and become a preacher. A full timer is one who lives to the Lord. As long as you are a believer, you have to realize that you should be one living to Him. We have to live to Him because He is ours and we are His. In this episode, we begin a new series entitled Miraculously Normal Living with excerpts taken from a time of fellowship in the summer of 2008 in Southern California. In this episode, Brother Minoro describes what it means for us to live to the Lord, which is the real meaning of being a full-timer. A link to the full audio can be found in the episode notes. Saints, we just are so thankful that we could be together on this June 14th. Praise the Lord! And what we wanted to do is, just before the brothers begin to speak, we just wanted to to just convey the purpose of our gathering together today. Uh, The reason we're here is to have a particular fellowship for the young adults. We may call them the young adults. And the Apostle John referred to this category when he said in 1 John 2.13, I write to you young men. And so we feel very burdened in these days to receive a particular word to this category of saints in the church life. And as the word has come out over the recent years, and in particular in the recent months, There have been two striking things that have manifested itself. One is there's an increased realization among those in this age group that there are challenges that are common to the brothers and sisters of this category endeavoring to live a life before the Lord that satisfies God and satisfies their deepest longing. And with the awareness of these challenges and the realization that these challenges are common to many of us, there's been an increased openness to the Lord to face these challenges and to pursue together before the Lord that these challenges can be overcome and that we could consecrate ourselves to the Lord even in the face of these challenges. The second striking thing that has manifested itself over the recent months is that as this fellowship has come out, there's been a real sense that this fellowship has come just in time. And not only so, but that this fellowship is not a burdensome fellowship, but a fellowship that is providing a practical way for all of us, despite our duties, our responsibilities, our obligations and environmental circumstances, sovereignly arranged by the Lord, that in the midst of all of this, this fellowship is providing a practical way for us to go on with the Lord in a way that's not burdensome. Uh, And so it's just been such an encouragement that as the fellowship has increased, And as there's been young adults who have begun to practice in a little way 
a great searching of heart and a resolution before the Lord to live to the Lord. As this has come out, it's been very encouraging that this is very doable, this is very possible. And so it seemed appropriate at this time to open this fellowship in a much wider sense to the saints and the churches in Southern California. And although this fellowship is to the, uh, those of us in this room, really this fellowship is an injection point for so many saints across the entire earth. Amen. There's been saints in Australia, saints in Russia, saints in New Zealand, saints in Taiwan and Korea, saints, of course, in America, that as, they, as this fellowship has come out, there's just been a, an echo and a, a sense of, I need this. I need this at this time. I need a practical way in my church life, in my daily life, with my challenges, to live a vital life to the Lord. Amen. So, saints, we just want to open up in this way and give the brothers an opportunity to speak a word to all of us that would give us a practical way to work out the yearning and consecration that we all have before the Lord. So Brother Mark will say just a few more words before the brothers come up. Actually, we'd like to give the floor to the brothers, but maybe what we can do before they come up is we can, again, have some strong exercise prayer to open up the uh, way for the word to be spoken. Lord Jesus, oh, we open to you. Oh, speak a word today. That would meet your need. Amen. Satisfy our deepest longing. Amen. Grant us great searchings and resolutions of heart. Amen. Grant us a clear sky. Amen. Open the heavens to us. Amen. Like to see our place. Amen. Our role, our function. Amen. In your body. Amen. In this age. Amen. You can build up your body. Amen. Prepare your bride. Amen. And consummate this age. I'd like to uh, just say this first uh, on behalf of the co-workers here present, that uh, we're not here to take over this meeting. Actually, this is your meeting. We're here to support this meeting. But as the brothers have uh, asked and arranged and requested that we would say something, we're very happy to oblige and actually, our burden is really, really one in this matter. For um, the Lord's present move, uh, and within this present move, uh, the need of this, the uh, um, young adults, even up to middle-aged generation of saints, uh, to come into the full organic function so that indeed the body of Christ can be built up. And the Lord's move can be speeded along in a much, uh, uh, much more intensified way. So um, I will be the one who will um, start. And uh, because this is a time we are enlarging the fellowship, uh, I surely would like to um, 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 set the uh, sort of the, a little bit of the um, uh, the burden again before all of us. Um, and I'm sure the brothers um, after me will have 
a lot more to share with you, even a lot more practical fellowship for all of us. Now, um, before we start, I'd like you to read with me uh, four verses. Um, and this is Romans 14, uh, 7 and 8. Um, please turn with me, Romans 14, 7 and 8. For none of us lives to himself, and none dies to himself. For whether we live, we live to the Lord, and whether we die, we die to the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord. How about just quickly for 30 seconds, pray read verse 8 with your neighbor. Amen. 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 Okay. Okay. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 14 and 15. Okay, let's read. For the love of Christ constrains us, because we have judged this, that one died for all, therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live may no longer live to themselves, but to him who died for them and has been raised. I understand that the brothers have for some time been burdened to put up a kind of a website. Maybe they'll say more about this later on. And I heard that the domain name, if you will, is livingtohim.something, right? Dot com, living to him. And so I've been really thinking about this phrase, living to him. And as you can see, both of these passages have this particular phrase, living to Christ. My burden this afternoon is to talk to you about living to Christ um, as a young adult believer, actually as a believer, period. This verse, these verses are surely not written to any particular age group. It is written to all the saints. What we are speaking here to you actually should be for every saint in the church. And that is all of us, by virtue of us being redeemed by the Lord through his death on the cross. Those of us who have been recipients of the Lord's or God's divine love, um, saving love of this Savior God, Actually, we have no option, we have no right to live any other way except a life to him. Today, I would use Brother Lee's word, he would say, actually, to live to Christ is the ultimate meaning of being a full-timer. So, you can even say that this afternoon, my burden is to share with you about a full-timer's life. No, you say, I do a job. I'm married. I have kids. I have a life. Yes, you're doing all these things. But in fact, God wants every one of his children to be a full-timer. And a full-timer defined in this sense in this sense, whether you don't have a job and serving on the campus or whatever, or you are doing a job or raising a family, 
you must live the life of a full timer in order to please the Lord, and in order to fulfill His economy today. Well,、uh, I'm here not to give a message, but I still like to say a few things. You know, brothers and sisters, after we are saved in this way, after we have been so graciously saved, after we have received God's、uh, abundant compassions,、um, after、um, experiencing、uh, His death for us in our stead. Um, he died for all, right?、Uh, after him, knowing that he had shed his own blood and gave up his own life for us, for our redemption. After he has redeemed us from under the law, from sin, from a vain manner of life, to belong to him. Dear saints, there's only one conclusion here, and that is we belong to Christ.、Amen. We are His possessions. We are His. The other way of putting is this is to say that we are not our own. We don't belong to ourselves. We have no right over ourselves. Our ownership, henceforth, is all in the hands of the Lord.、Amen. He is now our true master.、Amen. He is our real Lord.、Amen. We utterly and completely belong to Him. I mean, every breath that you breathe is His. All your your whole being is His. All your time is His. All your possession is His. Everything that we have, everything that we are, are all His. We don't own anything anymore. Anything that is related to us, we don't own them anymore. The Lord owns them. The Lord owns them. So, our whole life as a believer, as a saved one, is now therefore wrapped up. With this Christ, apart from Him, outside of Him, we have nothing. We have nothing. We have to be so clear about this, and I think you all agree with me. But the Bible, in the, especially in the New Testament, have many ways of describing our relationship with Him, and I say a few words about this right now. First of all, there is the idea in the New Testament. That we live for the Lord, we live for Him. This is not wrong. We do live for the Lord, but as we see, this is not enough. To live for the Lord simply means we have a new purpose, a new goal, a new direction, a new meaning, and we do live for Christ, don't we? We would no longer live for ourselves. For our own goals, for our own private purposes, we live for the Lord, and in a good sense, we live for His purpose as well. 
This is to save one's life. Number two, the New Testament surely reveals to us that we live in him. We live in Christ. We are now men and women in Christ. We are to be found in him. Well, this in him speaks of what? Speaks of the sphere or realm of our living. As well, it speaks of our union with this Christ. This should be our living, living in him. And thirdly, the New Testament tells us that we live by him. Actually, in John 6, it says, our translation says, we live because of him. This living by Christ refers to what? It refers to the source of our living, the supply of our living. We no longer live by ourselves as the fuel, as the, sus- the, the source of sustenance. Christ today is our unique source of supply. Without him, we have no way to live. We have no way to sustain ourselves. We live because of him, and of course, we do so by eating Jesus. And then fourthly, the Bible tells us that we even live him. Paul says, for me to live is Christ. To live him. This living him refers to what? Refers to the expression of our living. It refers to the reality of our living. The real Christian life is nothing but Christ himself. The real Christian life is nothing but the expression of Christ in every way. But the New Testament emphasizes one other phrase, and that is in the verses we just read. That we not only live for him, we not only live in him, we not only live by him, we not only live him, but we also live to him. To him. To immediately refers to indicate a kind of direction. We live to the Lord. And here in both of these passages in Romans and in Corinthians, the thought is very, very strong that he has died for us. He has purchased us. He has constrained us. And we have a kind of what? A kind of decision. A kind of solid realization. Yes, indeed. He died for me. Jesus died for me. He paid the ultimate and top price for me. Now, I no longer can live to myself. That is with me as the center, with me as the end, with me as the meaning. No, today the decision is made that I can no longer live that way, but I must live to him who died for me and has been raised. Brothers and sisters, do you have this decision in you? Do you have this realization in you? I did, and I do. I still do, and I'm not special. This is what? This should be the case with every single believer. 
every child of God. So to live to him indicates what? Indicates what? It indicates oneness. Right? It indicates a kind of what? Joining. Like a husband and a wife. After they get married, the real proper situation is that the husband should live to the wife and the wife live to the husband. Not just for the husband, but to the husband. To live for means the two are still separate. To to live to means you're joining to the other. That that person's desire becomes yours. That person's existence becomes yours. That person's preference becomes yours. That person's goal becomes yours. You cease to have any of those th- these things. And even whatever you have is for, all of, for that. Whatever you have, whatever you are, is for that person's heart's desire, for that person's intent, for that person alone. This is to live to him. This living to him also speaks of a what? Complete ownership. A complete ownership. A slave should live to the master. Meaning, meaning that this slave is entirely owned by this master, and this master need not ask the slave for any permission to do anything. He can ask the slave for anything. He didn't actually, he does not need to ask the slave for anything. He has the right over the slave in anything. To give this slave life, to take away the life of this slave, no permission needed because this master owns this slave completely. Brothers and sisters, today we are exhorted, admonished, beseeched by the apostle all to live to the Lord. To live to the Lord. And I must say, saints, until we live this way, we're still not free. We're still bound. We are still entangled by something else. We're still distracted by something else. A free living, a boundless life in him, as the song says. A a living that is utterly released. Utterly for, for God and for his purpose. Utterly deliver from our selfish desires. Is a life that live to him. So today, today in this meeting, I want to say this. And I want to challenge you with this. The young adult saints to live to him. This is not to be something special. This is not to be a kind of elite group. This is the normal Christian life. This is the normal life of a lover and pursuer of Christ. To live to him. And our burden is to what? To fellowship with you. 
to help you in any way possible to live in this way. How wonderful it is. I mean, I can close my eyes right now that today, if in the Lord's recovery, all the working saints, all the young adults, even all the middle-aged saints would live this way, I tell you, the Lord Jesus will come back soon. I tell you, this is the vital living. This is the God-man living. This is what? The living that can carry out the God-ordained way. And this is the living that is the reality of the body of Christ. And this is the corporate living that the world must see today before the Lord Jesus will come back. Amen? Amen. Oh, I tell you, my heart is on fire. Thank you for joining us today. To hear the complete recording and other messages, please visit livingtohim.com. If you would like to receive regular updates from us, please subscribe to this podcast and join our mailing list on our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, where our handle is at livingtohim.com.